Me and old Willie boy, crayon eating Dan Wheeler, right? <laughs> Man, I wish you could be in that group text with me, him, and Nathan Downs. Have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass? Yeah, I said it. Damn! Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life studio. What's happening, Fence Lifers? Man, it's been a hell of a week, but we're back at it. And uh, Season 5, Episode 6, Building a Business Part 2. If you didn't see Part 1 or hear Part 1, you better go back and listen to it, man. It was a great show. I listened to it probably two or three times this week. I was like, damn, me and old Shane Catton knocking it out the park. Uh, But anyway, Building a Business Part 2, Season 5, Episode 6. We're going to be navigating pitfalls and maximizing success with good old Shane Catton. Hey, guys, we've been saying it every week, but make sure you go to StreamYard and uh, StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so we can allow StreamYard permission to show your name and your Comment so we can see what the hell is going on. And don't forget, we're live in like 85 different uh, Facebook pages. My Fence Life, Fence Industry Only, Fence Media. We're live on YouTube, LinkedIn. And like I said last week, uh, we're on YouTube Music now. Go to podcasts on YouTube Music and check us out. Guys, uh, our guest tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and bring him on. We all know him. We all love him. He's a... Uh, Let's, let's see what we got. All right, fence lifers. Get ready for your shut it. Badass hinge guest brought to you by D&D Technology. Creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, it ain't D&D. Dano. Yeah. I'm rocking, man. I'm jamming over here. I like it. All right, we'll cut it down. Enough of that. I like it. I like it. What? It's cracking. Brother? uh, Had a couple drinks, man. So I'm like, hell yeah. Let's rock on. Right? Hanging loose. (laughs) Hey, guys, y'all know old Shane Catton, Miller Light drinking Shane Catton, I call him. Um, Quick, quick little uh, bio on him. We all know he's an HR professional in corporate America for eight years with companies like Amazon, Walmart, and Chewy.com. And we'll skip all that. We'll skip all that. Uh, he grew the fence install side of Good Shepherd Fencing and uh, said, hey, we're going to go big or go home. So he swung for the fences, and uh, him and Jacob started Midwest Fence Supply. That's Midwest. Just take all the vials out. You'll find him. And uh, they're out of Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Uh, Indiana. You think you think I know how to say Indiana after 
prior to us getting on the show, I said Indiana like 85 times, right? We did. Yeah. yeah. We're, so We're naming out all kinds of towns. Yeah, man. So we were checking out how many people actually listen to the show in Indiana. And I, I had to name off what? 15, oh. 20 oh. cities? 20, Easy. 20 cities at least. At least, huh, man? No, I, I did a pretty good job pronouncing all those names. Yeah, considering they're all they're all a stone's throw away. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome, guys. So apparently, y'all listening to the show, so you need to start buying from Midwest Fence Supply. I do think it. I think We're here to help. Do you have a tagline for your company, Midwest Fence Supply? You know, we don't have a tagline yet for Midwest. It's uh, we we need to come up with one. I That's think a, I think it's easy. Midwest Fence Supply. Midwest with no vowels or something like that. You got to, you got to, no vowels. You got to put no vowels in there. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Midwest without the vowels. Mid, Midwest supply, no, no vowels. Exactly. Well, no, I mean, if you're in the area and you listen to the show, or if you don't listen to the show, you should tell your friends about us and about the show. But uh, if you don't you know, listen we're to nat- the show, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Exactly. If you don't listen to the show, you should tell people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I mean we're, we're we're a national dealer of probably about forty different product lines. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Damn. So I mean we, we we got an opportunity to to really help folks out, whether it's aluminum, vinyl, chain link, iron, composite, you name it, hardware, gates, automation, latches, stain, stain products, mm-hmm. you name it. We got it. We're here so, for man, you. Y'all must be doing pretty good with Good Shepherd Supply, uh, Good Shepherd Supply, Good Shepherd Fence and uh, Midwest Supply, because I see you're uh, living in the penthouse now, looking over That's Indianapolis. Right. right. That's right. Look at that Trying view. Trying to avoid the birds up here. I'm, you know, <laughs> I, I live up here because uh, I could really focus on my tan. No, no buildings during <laughs> the way. No, uh, welcome to Indianapolis. Yeah, downtown yeah, Indy, right here, the three one seven. Good Shepherd HQ. We said in the other show, just right behind this big old building over here off I seventy. Yeah, and so if you're uh, traveling I seventy, look south. Yeah, if you're wondering why Shane lives in the penthouse, it's because uh, the Mill Life helicopter just drops a pallet of Mill Life right on the roof. Shane walks out to his uh, swim pool and it's on right there, ready to go. Well, I did. I did make my way to the Sudetenland about a month ago. You saw that. I did, I, and I'm utilizing <laughs> one of those pictures you put on Facebook too, man. And that uh, brings me to uh, we all know you're an FWA member and you're going to the show in Vegas. And guys, oh my gosh, I yeah. am going to have some pretty nifty stuff going around. Uh, not only will you be able to get the good old Fence Life signs that you can get right now off of MyFenceLife.com, but we're going to have a new sign for 2024, and we're going to have a special release at the show, early release. So uh, you can hit, um, what is it, J.C. Geary's uh, uh, booth, Fence Tracks booth, Experts Staying in Seals booth. Man, you're going to be able to hit all those guys. Uh, My Salesman's booth, uh, Benji with Clever Fox, he'll be walking around. He'll have them. Uh, Arc Sites booth, uh, One Tap Connects booth, OZ Fence. Where won't you be? Where won't you be? Dude, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be insane, man. It's going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying, Vern? 100%. So, uh, like I say every week, guys, let's get, let's get the business out of the way before we get down to the nitty-gritty. We want to thank you, D&D Technologies for uh, making that badass hinge in the world's most trusted gate hardware and creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, what, Shane? 
I tell you what, it ain't D and D. It ain't D and D. And I tell you, I know we talked last week. I uh, I had to put in another order of badass hinges, weld ons. We got a bunch of gates going. A lot of dumpster enclosures right now, dude. That's what I use them on. Dumps enclosures, like going out of style. So last week when we oh, talked, yeah. you just placed an order. You had to order another one since last week. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, got a lot of gates going in. Taco Bell, Starbucks, got all kinds of stuff. I know what's going on now in Indianapolis. You got Jacob passing out $100 bills to the the garbage truck drivers. That's right. Got them tearing up dumpster uh, gates, and y'all selling badass engines. It's a dual effort. They hit the dumpster (laughs) in the morning. I'm there by the afternoon, and it just so happens to work out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could pencil you in for another 1,000 more. Anyway, guys, uh, we got three rules to the show. We got beer, we got bourbon, and we got biznaz. What you drinking over there, Shane Cat? Tell, tell me you switched it up you, this week. I tell you what, I didn't. I didn't really switch it up. Can you tell what I'm drinking, Dan? It looks like out of my nice custom Good Shepherd leather koozie that like, everybody needs. It's like you're drinking a Good Shepherd beer. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I see oh, it. I see it. Uh-oh. Uh oh, Miller Lite. What, 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 what did my buddy say last week? Uh, white can, white man. <laughs> no, I forgot. Gosh. I gotta ask him about that. I don't know why he says that. But guys, I am almost done. If you look at it with this bottle of Elmer Tilly, almost, almost done. You know what, man? Alex Harris hit me up and was like, "Hey, you want to buy all my bourbon collection?" It's like there's a bear shit in the woods. Is the Pope Catholic? Hell yeah, I want to buy it. But I'm still waiting on him to get back with me on a price. Is that right? Whole collection? Yeah, he's like, it's just sitting here. So, I don't know. We're going to see what he comes back with. So, anyway, guys, we talked about the fence signs. You're going to be able to get uh, the new and improved, the the 2024 edition. And uh, that's brought to you by uh, Fence Track and J.C. Geary. Fence tracks nice. framing your imagination, man. They're the stronger choice in fencing. So, anyway, man, how you been doing, bro? You had a good week? Yeah, been busy. Been extremely yeah. busy. Yeah, me what too, about you? Man. It's been crazy, man. It's been, we've been rocking and rolling, picking up commercial work like crazy, man. Good. Get after it. Picked up another Raising Canes. Um, it's like twice as big as the one we just finished. So, they're like, just hey, you easy. ready? You ready to start this raising canes? And I'm like, uh, you ain't paid me for the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Good old commercial yeah. work, huh? How you like yeah, that? That's commercial work for you, baby. Yeah. I'm like, uh, are you just hiring me to do this one because you haven't paid me for the other one and you think I'm just going to do this one? <laughs> How's that oh, work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You said you were net 60, but now it's net 160. Yeah. Why don't we got paid? <laughs> No, God, those guys are going to pay us. Uh, it hasn't been. We only finished a couple of weeks ago, so you know how commercial work is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Payment schedules, accounting. Yeah, yeah. The super. Oh, uh, you got your bill in on the 11th? It had to be in by the 10th. It's the 12th, <laughs> and we're going to have to now bill you on the 11th of the next month. Yeah, it's due on the 10th, and you submitted your bill on the 11th, so now – You'll get put into the pot on the tenth of the next month. That's how that shit works. So, oh yeah, you got to be on well, top. You technically, of that. weren't done with that project. So, yeah, 
Yeah, you like that, don't you? Gotta love it. So you know what happened to us, right? We we're like, all right, we got like three days. We're putting our invoice in. Oh uh, well, we're gonna need a lien release from uh, Diggers. Okay, so I called Diggers, get a lien release. It took them a couple of days because they're like, we don't ever do this. So they ended up giving us one. So we get that turned in, and then uh, the guy goes, "Ah, oh, your insurance doesn't have us as a uh, what do they call it?" Um, COI? Yeah, the COI. You know how you got to have them at the bottom of it? It's got to say their name yeah. on it. Add it to the policy. I'm like, you think you would have told us this, you know, eight months ago when we started this. So I go ahead and get that over. I'm trying to get that expedited. Well, of course, it didn't come that afternoon. So we submitted it the next day. And I was like, oh, yeah, you were supposed to have it all by yesterday. So I just added 30 days to our check. But womp, womp, womp. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all part of doing business. And, uh, Exactly. We're going to have our ducks in a row next time, right? Anyway, man, so uh, last week we uh, talked about uh, building a business and navigating the pitfalls and maximizing success with Shane Catton of Good Shepherd Fence. Um, we covered a few things. We covered uh, some of the pitfalls like poor financial management and ignoring the customer's needs and um, – you know, intense competition, not not being aware of your competition, uh, in, ineffective uh, leadership. And we weren't just talking about the boss man. We were talking about leadership in all aspects of the company and every every facet of it, every different team they got running around. And then the last thing we spoke about was failure to embrace technology and innovation. So those are some good key points, man, that you need to really pay attention to and be like, hey, I'm going to stay on top of these things. Um, but this week, we got a few more. We got about five or six on the list, man. And uh, when Shane and I were doing this, Shane was like, hey, insufficient market research. That's a big deal. And I was like, okay. Keeps me up at night. <laughs> You see the worry in my eyes, Dan? I see that, man. It scares me. Now I need to drink Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I wanted to say, man, you know, uh, for, for inspiring entrepreneurs and, and those in the early stages of building their business, it's, it's crucial to be aware of these certain pitfalls, man. And, and you got to stay away from these things. And when I say stay away, I don't mean stay away. It's almost like a double-edged knife. You got to stay in it so you can stay away from it, right? Yeah. Um, these things that we're talking about, you know, like last week, uh, you got to be in everything that we're talking about to stay away from it and or stay away from it so it doesn't become a pitfall. My my brain was working faster than my mouth there, Shane. You saw that? So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, first one, insufficient market research, man. You know, um, before before diving into a business venture, I mean, you got to, you know, you got to count the cost. You got to thoroughly research your market and that you plan to enter into. Yeah. You know, you don't want to say, hey, we're going to start staying in fences and you're in a vinyl market. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to work. You know, down here where I'm at, it's wood, 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 wood. So it makes sense to go in the stain. 
And of course, we're going to use expert stain and seal, the best around, you know. So the cows come home. Yeah. Um, so you you want to thoroughly research your market before doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, you want to understand your target audience, right? And yeah. not only your audience, but what are, what are their needs? You yeah. know, and how do you and how do you meet them? You know. <laughs> Exactly. You know, if you want to jump in, you want to jump in and start a fence business and immediately want to do commercial work. Okay. Well, yeah. how do you meet the needs of those clients? Better have your ducks in a row, right? Uh huh. Yeah. You better start rubbing elbows with the right guys and doing all the right things. You know, the other yeah. thing too was is um, uh, you got to know who your competition is. Absolutely. It's a huge thing, man. You know, if you're going to go into a market and then come to find out you've got some stiff competition, you've got somebody that's been in business, you know, since 1949, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you see them growing every year and you see them everywhere. Hey, man, you're going to have you're going to have some relationships there that you're going to need to make because those guys have built some strong relationships yeah. Over the decades. Am I right? Yeah. No, 100%. You, you know. know? Um, and, you know, you need to have someone on your on, on your side that's going to help you not only do some market research, but effectively reach your market. And, yeah. You know, that's why we got we got Benji with Clever Fox and you got Sam. You know, I mean, it's it's. Those guys help us. They're, they're, they're a piece of the puzzle to give us the advantage. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure you'd say it as well. We wouldn't be where we're at without them. You're right. You're right. You know? They're a huge part, man. Huge uh, uh, part. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can't, no you can't live without those guys. Oh, 100%. <sighs> Another part of market research is product, right? Install, tools, training. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that obviously we've all been hitting on very, very hard the last handful of years, um, which I think is extremely critical. Obviously, me being my HR background, I'm like, I'm always like train, process, development. You know, what can we do? Right. The only constants change around Good Shepherd and Midwest. So how do we how do we articulate the change of the team, gain the trust, gain the buy in, you know, make something happen? If it sucks, it sucks. All right. We can't Good Shepherdize it. We got to go to something else. You know, I had a guy uh, in my inbox this week from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, wants to get into stain. Man, can you give me some advice? You know what the first thing I said was? What's that? You got to go to an expert stain and seal free university. Duh. It's a no-brainer, man. They're free. That's where we met. Yeah. Officially, unofficially official. Yeah. I I saw you. You saw me, and I think we nodded. I was a fresh. I was a fresh fencer. I, I still had that new new picket smell. <laughs> still had that new picket smell. Jeez, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I was like, hey, you got to go to one of these. Caleb will teach you everything you need to know, and then not only that, he's going to put you in touch with where and how and when to get your get your stain down to what nozzle you should be using and what wand and what sprayer. You know, and I asked him, I was like, anybody else doing staying up that way? And he's like, I'm really not sure. And I'm thinking to myself, I think Justin 
magnesium. I don't know how to say it. Like Man- Manenez or Man- <laughs> Manella Manena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Magnesium. Justin Magnesium. I think he's pretty big in Omaha. You know? Omaha. Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> little little uh, Peyton Manning there. Huh? So, uh, but um, yeah. And guess what? Justin will help you. Give him a call. You know? Yeah. So those are important, man. That's very important. Don't reinvent the wheel. That's what we always said in corporate America. You know, there's somebody already out there. It's already done it, failed it, successed it, did it again. Yeah. Learn from them. Yeah. Dude, I've been learning. I've been watching history channels. You know, Titans Who Built America, The Men Who Built America, all those shows. I'll tell you what, bro. I'm learning a lot of stuff. Can't go wrong with the history channel. Yeah, man. Those guys are badass. Anyway, so the next thing that's going to uh, could be a pitfall for you is inadequate business planning. Yeah. Ties into the first one. Dude, I've been there, done that. Yeah. And, I mean, schedule, material, sales, crews, budget. I mean, yeah, you got to have a, a, a playbook to follow and. You know, just like everybody on our team, you know, we, we got scorecards, right? What's going on during the day? What's going on at the end of the week? You know, how many leads are we getting? How many emails were in the inbox at the beginning of the day and the end of the day? You know, what what are we, what kind of traffic are we seeing? Um, yeah. So then we know, do I need to hire more support staff? Now I got more overhead. And that means we need to sell more or I need to install faster or I need to raise my prices. Now, if I raise my prices, am I out of the market? Or am I, you know, where am I? It's, uh-huh. uh, it's chess, not checkers, I'll tell you, Dan. Yeah, I mean, well, well a, a comprehensive business plan, it's it, it's essential, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, well, it, it, I was it, just going to say, it, go well, sorry to interrupt, no. but I was just going to say, and also you take a business plan, Dan, I'm sure you've done it or, you know, part of it or whatever, take a business plan to a bank. You know, if you got all that stuff mapped out and you got historical data, Right, because numbers don't lie. Right, and you can forecast and project and 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 do all that stuff that allows you more credibility. You know, bank may give you that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar credit line, right, or operating capital line, or whatever that may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That man. was a big. That was a big thing we had to do when we we jumped into Good Shepherd and started Midwest. You know, we're we're, just, we're constantly updating our business plan. What's this? What's this going to look like? This is where we want to be. Here's our one, three, five year, ten year goal. Here's this, here's that. But you know what? Now we got a new opportunity. We got a new market to serve. We got a new state that we're delivering to. We got this, that, and the other, right? So it's you got to be able to deal with the ambiguity, as I tell the team. That's stuff you do not plan. Being able to think. Spoken like a true man who's been in corporate America. That's right. <laughs> with a frugality mindset. Frugality, man, you throwing them out there tonight, bro. Oh, well, you know, Amazon's got a lot of core principles that we hated, and now it's stuck in our heads and it makes a ton of sense. And a lot of people follow it. It's like Nike, right? The just do it mentality, just do it, yeah, just get it done. So, whatever it takes, it helps, you know, having a business plan helps clarify your goals, man, and define your strategies and you know, identify challenges you know yeah 
Talk about yep. identifying challenges. Start putting a business plan. You're like, oh, wait a second. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Hold on. What are we going to do to overcome this? Yeah. And I thought I could buy a new truck. What do you mean I can't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't you like uh, when a CPA goes, you know, Shane, you made uh, $4 billion last year. And you're like looking at your checking account. You got like $4 in it, right? That's one of those uh, one of those uh, business planning deals. <clears throat> Not knowing, that's true. You know, that's a that's a that's a huge one. Um, you know, neglecting uh, proper planning can lead to poor decision making. Yeah, you know, like Shane just said. What do you mean I can't buy a truck? Well, if you knew what was going on in your business, you would know. Oh, we can't afford a truck right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll tell you know, and I mean, everybody knows the super fencers, right? Um, yeah, I have one. Canon's got one. Sean's got a few. Josh, you know, whatever. Mark, Josh uh, Rand's got Cat. one. No, no, Josh. Uh, oh, Glover. Glover. Yeah, you, you made me forget his last name for a minute. Yeah, Glover. He's got some. Um, you know, some people be like, "Well, I want to buy a super fencer. Does the budget allow for it?" You know, I mean. You know, super fence is the price of three trucks, you know? So it's like, I, I've had that conversation with people before, you know, it's got to make sense for you. It's got to make sense for your efficiency, your profitability, you know, um, your terrain, you know, you know, if you're in a hilly area, you know, you can't take super fencer up a 30 degree steep, you know, without that thing bottoming out. Right. So it's like even some gas stations, you know, get that slim gym on down the road, you know, <laughs> Um, well, you know, the thing about it is you start breaking down, all right, what is this going to cost me a year? Okay, yeah. so what is this going to cost me a week? <laughs> How many work days do we have? You mm -hmm. start dividing it by the work days. Okay, this is what it's going to cost me a day. Oh, shit. Uh, that's like two employees a day. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Yeah, exactly. So and then, then you not, say, how do I so now accommodate? Is it, if it's going to cost me what two employees cost or team members, whatever you want to say, is it going to produce as much as those two team members are? And so you start evaluating this stuff. Yeah. And you got to have that data there to be able to evaluate, not just a gut feeling. Yeah. You know? Um, well, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's 100% true. Like, I'll tell people, okay, you, you probably need to go get a 550 and a 24-footer. You know? Uh-huh. I tell you what, man, I think one of the biggest things about not having a business plan is you're 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 like a ship without a rudder. Your overall direction. Your la yeah. overall lack of direction. Yeah. You know? Having a ship yeah. without a rudder is a big deal. You're it's just kinda floating around, nope. man. Just hanging. Yeah. Hoping something happens, hoping a breeze picks you up. So this the the next one this is this is Shane right here, okay? Because it's got a big word in it, lack of financial contingency planning. That that's a yeah. that's a Shane Catton added to the list right there word. So uh, lack of financial contingency planning. You know, I mean, you starting a business requires stability. You know. Yep. You gotta have stability when uh. When you're starting a business, you know, um, 
Yeah. You got to have some financial cushion. You got to, you know, to cover those unexpected expenses. And uh yeah. and to sustain your business during slower periods. You know, there's guys right okay. now, I mean, they're 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 looking for work. And they had no contingency plan. Yeah. You know? I, I was talking to a fencer today. You know, he's like, I'm already looking for winter work. You know, because he, you know, he, he's a smaller business and, you know, there's only a handful of them that work there and, and whatnot. Uh, I mean, I can tell you right now, that's a great plan. Plan ahead. Yeah. Start making your connections. Okay. You, you know, is there, is there sub opportunities here? What do you know about these people? What do you do here? What is there? What's there here? You know, what do you think about this? You know, um, that's called good planning. You know, I, you don't, you don't come up in the, November and go, ah, oh, hell's fire. We're up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> you know? Well, and then you go, oh, we're giving you the, the week or two off. And then you're trying to get the people back because they got another job because they got bills to pay. And, you know, it's a circle of life, right? Everybody's got to eat. Well, um, uh, me and old Willie boy, you know, crayon eating Dan Wheeler, right? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish you could be in that group text with me, him, and Nathan Downs. It's, it's, <laughs> Jesus. It's oh, so my God. We give each oh, other man. hell all day long. But, you know, I was on a thing on a uh, a Facebook post about a guy saying, you know, you, are you seeing people lowballing jobs? And I kind of jumped in there and said a few things, and Dan said something. So I. I hit him up in a text, and I'm like, man, are you, you got some guys around there doing that? And he's like, yeah. So, you know, me too. So we just did a show on that, man. I think it's uh, asking me yeah. about my day, like 105 or 106. And yeah. we ended up doing a two-part series. We had so much to talk about, you know, the pros and cons of, of, of lowballing pricing. Yeah. And part of that is because they didn't have a con- contingency plan. And... They're trying to get an influx of cash flow, or they're trying to retain their employees because yep. they got some work that's coming, but they got to keep them around to it. Com- you know what I mean? So yep. it's a scramble, you know. Yeah, without a I doubt. hate scramble. I hate scrambling. Nothing, nothing worse. You don't play a scramble when you do golf. Okay, I like I like do like those scrambles. You do like those scrambles. You like scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs, yeah, over easy myself. I'm an over easy guy. I'm not a scrambled egg guy. I'd rather an omelet. You know what I'm saying? Just let oh, them yeah. simmer and sit there all together. Oh, yeah. Flip it. the last time I had a scrambled egg. Maybe a hotel. Probably so. <laughs> Holiday hotel water. One of them hotel water scrambled eggs. You're like, damn it, why'd I get this? Well, I already got it. Might as well eat it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just put a little more ketchup on it. <laughs> ketchup. Oh, you put ketchup <laughs> on your eggs? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's whatever the hell you can grab in a friggin', you know, Hilton. <laughs> But <laughs> Marriott, Motel Six, wherever you wind up, but yeah. Or but now financial contingency planning, Dan. Yeah, it's you got to be, you got to be prepared. You know, just like I said, just the guy today asking about the winter work. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What do you think about subbing for this company over here? You know, yeah. Well, hey, I'm going to say, great for thinking about it early. You know, and and failing to plan for for financial contingencies can, you know. It can jeopardize. Fail to plan, you plan to fail. Exactly. You jeopardize the survival of your business. You well, know? and you got to think, like, 
you know, you're taking care of not just your team members, but you're taking care of their families, their car payments, their house payments, their Christmas vacation, you know, whatever, their turkeys for whatever that is, right? So you got to think, am I taking care of my people that are taking care of me? Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had a couple nights where I've been like, man, I'm a little concerned, you know, what, what, you know, What's going on? A couple, not a couple years ago, but last year this time, I was kind of like, man, what, what, what's happening? What, yeah, I don't understand what's going on, you know. And I got people depending on me for their house notes and their car notes and their groceries and their health insurance, and you know, shit. Yeah, kind of stuff. It's impacting. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. Yeah, are we doing? Are we doing the best that we possibly can? What can we do better? Dude, you know what, what else keeps yesterday? Me? You know what else keeps me up, man? If I gotta let somebody go, man, it really bothers me. Even if, even if they need to be let go, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, there's times you gotta let somebody go, and you're like, man, this guy just doesn't get it. But man, I really like him as a person, you know? Yeah. That stuff keeps me up. People like, what's wrong with you? I gotta let somebody go tomorrow. Well, Dan, you just gotta get a few more under your belt. Yeah. Yeah. For you, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, consult Ron's like, it's not that hard. Just bam. You know, it's easy to make that decision. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Bam. What is the emerald? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy for you to say, pal, you know. <laughs> but anyway. Let him down. So, so uh, what's the next one on the list, man? Oh, over-reliance on a single customer or a supplier. You know what? I got a fun story about this. So one of our very good, um, one of my, well, one of my very good friends and also a client of ours, um, the founder and CEO of finish line shoes. Um, okay. so finish line shoes is, I, I don't know exactly how far they stretch or where they're at. Uh, I know they were all over Indiana, um, and the Midwest and majority of Simon malls throughout the nation. And they still are. Uh, Alan was telling me one time, he, every time we go over there, we're always talking business and he's like, what's the hardest things about running a fence company? I was like, well, be honest with you, Alan, it's, uh, it's putting it all together and it's making it all work like a well-oiled machine. Uh, because as you know, it's, um, you know, for example, right. I'm, I'm not a fence guy by trade, but I'm a fence guy now. Right. So I got to learn more about the fence install. Got to be on installs. Got to install. Got to learn it. Got to now do it. Now I got to figure out the best product, the best tools. You know, now we got to finance it. We got to budget it. We got to hire the people to do it. You got to sell it. You know, boom, 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 boom. And he's like, "Yeah, I could definitely see it." He goes, "I, you know, I'd think the people would be the hardest part." I'm like, "Well, you know, people is easy. It's just putting it all together and the processes and the, you know all that stuff." I said, "What was the hardest thing running a business for you, Alan?" And you know, when he left Finish Line, they were doing. I don't know, $3 billion or something like that, right? Uh-huh. Um, retired, you know, built it from the ground up from a bunch of buddies from college, you know, that starts selling uh, high-top uh, Converse shoes back in the day. But he said, when I got my contract with Nike, um, it was a blessing and it was a curse because between Simon Malls and Nike, Simon Malls controlled all of my land. They controlled all of my locations they controlled the wing of the mall I was in. If they said, Alan, we're moving your, 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 you know, this to this wing and this to here, and you're out of this mall now and you're going to this one, and, you know, and then Nike'd say, okay, you get 
30,000 Jordans, but you, you can only, you know, get them in the next 30 days, but you can't get any more. And Alan's like, well, if I can push 30,000 in one day, what do I do now? You know, at one point, Nike was running um, 70% of Alan's business and Simon Walls was running 80% of his land. Huh. Um, and that's a problem, you know? And he's like, if, if, if I couldn't get what I needed through the supplier direct or something like that, my stores were crippling because I didn't have the products for the customers. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. And the problem was, you know, compared to, you know, um, not foot joy, but you know, the other foot locker, you know, which was the big one, um, and, and different stuff like that. Uh, they diversified their product lines kind of early on and they had multiple varieties of shoes, you know? Uh, and so Alan's like, you know, one thing I would tell anybody is don't put all your eggs in one basket. He's like, because that right there will, will have you right here. And if you own the business and another business outside of your entities controlling you, that's a problem. He's like, you need to, you need to spread it out, figure it out talk negotiate dan i think we talked last week about pulling your freaking fittings list pulling your wood pulling all that stuff and putting it to the other suppliers put them all in an email you know don't let them necessarily see where you're going or be ballsy about it put them all in the email let them all reply you know see what they can do right or see that you're bidding against one another but Mm -hmm. check all your numbers check all that stuff right um because you may be thinking that you know sally with the you know, the cane bolts that are nine bucks a piece is a great deal, but you can get them over at Nationwide for five bucks and buy them in bulk. And they come with a, you know, lifetime warranty or D&D's badass hinges. And you're getting hinges from over here at your local supplier that you thought were great, uh-huh. you know, and they're not. That's a problem. Um, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, one of the best parts about being in the fence business is meeting everybody and sharing all kinds of ideas. I'm going to business mastermind group tomorrow night nice. um, with a bunch of people from automotive to catering businesses, all kinds of stuff. Um, But that's where we can share problems and share ideas and stuff like that. But I can tell you, putting your eggs in one basket um, is a problem. It is an absolute problem. You know, it's just like applying for a job. Um, You know, I used to, you know, I still coach people on applying for jobs and their resumes and stuff like that and, um, and how to, you know, do better and promote and grow and stuff. Um, If you're applying for a job or you're doing this or that, or, you know, whatever, um, same thing with like applying for a college. You gotta, you gotta apply for a couple. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put your name out there. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And obviously if it's just the one you want, it is what it is. You can't change your mind. But, uh, if you're anticipating on you getting that $90,000 job and Joe down, down the road interviews better than you and you just lost the job. Now what? Now you're back to square one. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's the same thing with, single customers or single suppliers. There's no single customer that has over 10% of our business. You well, know? Man, that's, that's what happened to, uh, to my ex brother in law. He had a fence company called the, uh, yeah. fence specialist, the fence, what specialist. Oh, I thought you said fence wrestler. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so he, um, he got hooked up with a company called Sunrise Homes, I believe it was. Oh, I think that's okay. what it is. Yep. So he's like, man, it's great. I don't have to do anything. The guys, they measure the yards and send me the footages and the layouts, and I just send my crew over there, and they're knocking these fences out. Well, guess what? Um, and he's like, and when we're done this subdivision, we're doing this one. And it was great for about a year and a half or so. Yeah. Two years. 
And then Sunrise was like, hey, we're pulling out of this market. He wasn't doing any marketing. He wasn't accumulating no. reviews. Done. He's, he's out of the fence business. You know? Yeah. Because he couldn't survive. He was, he was like, man, it's great. He was fishing every day. Yeah. Uh, so now he's got more time to fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He's a pretty good because he wasn't planning inadequate business planning, lack exactly. of financial contingency. Well, and that's the other thing, man. Like, I'll let my suppliers know. Um, we'll bid a chain link job and they're like, hey, how come we haven't gotten any chain link from you? Oh, I'm buying it over here. Oh, yeah. why, why aren't you buying it from us? Well, because I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. And good thing, because my Halco, the manager over at Halco, him and I had a great relationship. He just left. He left and went to work for um, Annabelle Aluminum. Really? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thank goodness I didn't have all my eggs in one basket. Because now my horse is gone. That's right. Now you're just sitting in the carriage. Yeah. Yeah, sitting in the carriage going, what's going on? So now I'm dealing with people that I don't really have a relationship with, you know, and, and they haven't really replaced him yet. So his assistant took over. Well, I've never, yeah. I've never talked to her. You know what I mean? She doesn't know how I run things and what I do. Yeah. So him leaving has really kind of hurt things. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I can do, and thankfully – I didn't have all mines in one fire. I had them all over the place. That's right. You know? Yeah. So, well, that's uh, the way to do it. We got one more on the list here, man. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, ignoring marketing and branding. Yeah. That's, that's all. You know, me, you man. know, you know all about the brand and marketing. Building brand awareness, man. And, and, and having effective strategies are just vital. I mean, you even got the king ring. If people haven't seen it, put that up on the camera. <laughs> the old king ring? The old king ring. That's branding right there. Yeah, so I don't, I don't wear any branding, man. None. But that ring? <sighs> Dude. We go places. Hey, what's up with the, the crown? Like, what you talking about? The, the ring. Wow. I'm the fence king. I thought you were talking about those big crowns. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the crowns in my teeth. Like, you can see that? No, but uh, yeah, my, I'm I'm the fence king, and people yeah. will be like, "Oh, you're the fence king," or uh, I'll get um, fence king. I'm like, "Wait, you never heard of the fence king?" And whenever that happens, Pepper's like, "Oh shit, here we go." I'm like, no, you already have a fence. Perfect. We'll take it down. We'll put a new one in. Exactly. And I'm like, "What do you mean you haven't heard of the fence king? We've only been around for 23 years, you know. We got five, six trucks running around town, wrapped every day, pulling trailers and in and out of every neighborhood, and got fence signs on, you know, at least 50 percent of the fences on in each neighborhood, you know. And then I show them my logo, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I know who yeah. you're talking about, the brand. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah, 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 fence king. I just didn't put two and two together." No, Pepper, Pepper and I were at Barley Oak this weekend and uh, having a few beers with some friends and a friend of, a friend of ours sat down and uh, I'm sitting there and being that I'm more on the business end of things and not out in the field, um, yeah. Yeah, buddy of ours, Francisco, walked up with this guy and he, he's like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm Dan Blanc, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, man, what's up with the, the ring? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm the fence king. He's like, shut Oh, up. this whole thing? Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, shut up. And I'm like, no, really, I'm the fence gang. He's like, shit, dude, you, we just did Loft 18 together. You know, the the new um, golf place that opened up in town. We did all the fence for it. I'm like, really? He's nice. like, yeah, I'm the the stencil and Scully. I'm the Scully. I'm Mike Scully. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've been dealing with Zach, I think, you know. Um, so, yeah, Brandon, Brandon's huge, man. Building brand awareness is 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 vital and it it attracts customers you know neglecting um neglecting marketing efforts or you know underestimating the importance of branding that is something you see a lot can hinder your business growth and potential tremendously you know these guys they they underestimate their brand and sometimes you literally just see them just shitting all over their own brand. And you're like, man, what are you doing? You know, you can't do that. It's everything. Um, you know, uh, you've got to make sure that you've got resources and that you've allocated. And, you're, and there's, there's a lot of effort that goes into developing a strong brand presence. And you need to work on that. Oh yeah, to reach your your market target, man. Um, your target. Oh yeah. Market. Well, you you develop the brand, right? It's a you know it goes back to the trust factor, you know. And if people trust you, um, you know, and here's you know I'm not going to name any names, but you know I I got you know some suppliers that refer us business directly, you know, um, and it's a great relationship and. Uh, you know, I just got a text while I'm sitting here, $27,000 job close, you know, because of a relationship, because of a brand, because of a trust factor, because of the install, right? Obviously, you know, we focus on marketing and all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, that brand is the trust. You know, they see the King logo, they trust the King logo. They see the good shepherd fish. They see the Chrome, they see the blue, they see this, they, it's a trust factor, you Uh know? Um, I see the clean trucks rolling up, the guys in logo gear, everybody's professional, everybody's clean, you know, no scragglies. Um, you know, it's it's a brand, you know. I'm the same way, man. We just bought all new shirts. Uh, yeah. You know, we bought some, we bought we bought uh black long sleeve uh shirts that say stain crew on the back. Black long sleeve in well, southern Louisiana. Uh, the problem is, is when they're staining, man, it's just it gets all over you. You know what I'm saying? That's so true. they only wear it when they stain. That's why we got stain crew on the back of the the long sleeve black shirts. But we got the uh, dry fit, and it's got the highest SPF material that you can have on it. We just Good bought stuff. we just bought all the guys uh, bucket hats that have the uh, SPF in it with. Um, our fence king logo on it and it's got the yeah. uh, the neck thing that tucks up in the hat so if you don't want to wear it fine but if you do you undo it and it hangs down off of your off of your neck and you know so we're constantly branding and our guys are getting out yeah. and they all look the same and they all got new shirts on and not walking around with holy shirts and you know yeah all that matters and, and it makes a difference and you can tell oh, yeah. you can tell man when a customer it doesn't like the price, but they want you to do it, and because they yeah. know they got a professional customer. I mean, a, a company, absolutely, and that customer knows, you know. So yeah, we've gotten we've gotten jobs off of people seeing our crews at the gas station, even though the gas station is not a fun, you know great yeah. place to be at. But uh, 
They'll see the crews. They'll see the way the trucks are strapped down. Everything's nice, neat, and organized. They see everybody's getting out of the truck, whether it's morning, noon, or night, cracking jokes, laughing, having fun, enjoying their job. You know, I've I've hired people from other construction guys and whatnot that are still with us, seen my guys and our logos and our team. And hey, are you guys hiring? You guys look like you're having fun. It looks like a cool team. Like I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Like that right there, that, that gives me the warm and fuzzies. It's like, okay. All right. Get it done. Well, man, this is a good show. It was. I'm Insufficient market strategies, inadequate business planning, financial contingency planning, or a lack thereof. Yeah. Over-reliance on a single customer supplier, which Alan Cohen of Finish Line will tell you, do not do it. Do not do it. Change your marketing strategies and that. And then ignoring marketing strategies, branding, yeah. awareness. The trust factor. Are you trusting your community? That's right. There's a lot. There's a lot, Dan. Say, guys. Chess, not checkers. <laughs> These are just a few examples that uh, of, of what to be cautious about in, when you're starting a business. You know, the, the entrepreneurial journey can, it can be challenging, man. And trying to avoid some of these common pitfalls can definitely increase, you know, your chances of success. So, if you like the show, man, leave us a review. We love it. Apple, Spotify, leave us a review. Other than that, man, I think we're going to call it a night, bro. What about yeah. you? You got mama it's, waiting uh, on you? No, not tonight. Just uh, hanging loose tonight. It's, I got some estimates uh, I'm going to work up. Dinner I still got to eat. Pepper's cooking some salmon, man. I love oh, salmon. That sounds good. Dude, I've been eating some sea bass. You've been seeing that sea bass I've been eating? I've been seeing that sea bass. So, uh, I'm telling you, I'm flying down for a meal. So, this, uh, this past week, just a meal, just a meal. That's it. This past week, we went to a little Italian place uh, called New Valari's. It's a uh, kind of a staple in, in, in Mandeville, been around forever. It's Forget kinda, about it. It's kind of a little uppity, but we, we went there for dinner and they had sea bass. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm down. And it's like, yeah, you get the whole fish. I'm like, the whole fish? Jesus Christ, how much is this going to cost me? You know? Well, it was Mediterranean sea bass, not Chilean sea bass. There's a difference. Still good, but not as good as the Chilean. Okay. You got to get the Chilean sea bass, man. Sea bass is a good white fish. Yeah. Soaks up everything that's cooked in. Yeah. Good stuff. That's what my guys across the street tell me. <laughs> anyway, look, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Y'all, uh, y'all have a good week. We'll see you next week, and uh, y'all keep on fencing. You've been listening to my fence life. Yes, we like to have fun, beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun. We take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time.
on my fence life. 